What's happening? It's Sunday night. It's a little bit late. It's unannounced, but I want to get something out there on the Warriors. Recap the weekend. I dorked out and watched all of the combines. Let's get to it. A weekend recap. Steph returns. They still lose to the Warriors, and yet no one's panicking. Let's go. What's happening? Thanks for joining us Sunday night. I hope you had a tremendous weekend. I had a, a great weekend. Young son is back. He's uh, recovering from uh, college, having a great time. Got some good weather today. Felt really good about it. Give me your thoughts. It is Unleashed, Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco on a Sunday night. We'll get to the Warriors. A little bit of combine that I watched as well. Uh, checked out a little bit of Giants, spring training, the pitching clock, all those kind of things. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel. If you're watching this live at the chat window, anything you want to talk about on a Sunday, anything from your weekend, we want to discuss them and an emphasis on the Warriors. But anything you want to discuss, just put it in that chat, and we will discuss it on the YouTube channel. If you are watching it later on the YouTube channel, thank you very much. All you have to do is put it on the comments section. I will check it out. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure that you are subscribing on the podcast. All you have to do, Apple, Spotify, your favorite podcast. All you have to do is John Lund Unleashed. If you search something like that, you will absolutely find the podcast so you can take it with you as well. So whatever you like to do, whether you like to listen on the podcast, whether you like to to watch live, whether you like to uh, watch the shows later, however you like to do it, we much appreciate your time and never take it for granted. So any of those ways you can subscribe, check out the podcast. You can also check out my uh, radio show Monday through Friday with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Make sure that you either watch or uh, listen to that or stream it at KMBR 680 in the Bay Area, KMBR 680 a.m. in the Bay Area. It booms all over Northern California or KMBR.com and you can check out the stream. Plus, we have a new app as well, so do that on KMBR and hit me up anytime. Any questions, comments, thoughts, you don't have to agree with what I say. Just go to at uh, John Lund Radio anywhere you can do that, Twitter, Instagram, and make sure that you follow and uh, love comments. Love to pop them up on the board here on the uh, live broadcast. And so that way you can always interact with the show. So any of those ways you can do it. Thank you so much, regardless of how you are watching. All right, let's put an emphasis on the Warriors to start in this whole thing. Uh, they lose. Let me pop the box up for you. Good news, bad news. They lose 113-105 to to the LeBronless Lakers. So uh, it is, uh, you can't see it there. Let me pop it down a little bit lower, but uh, the, uh, you can see it. Let me just uh, move it down here. Oh, whatever. Uh, they're th- uh, 34 and 31, so there's 17 games remaining, and we'll get into that a little bit later, and we'll play the uh, game that is sweeping the nation, that is win or loss. We usually don't, we don't do that. We do it for football. We don't necessarily do it for uh, basketball, but we're coming down to 17 games left in the season, so we got to play the WL game, and you'll like my artistic value when we do that as well. But uh, Steph returns, a little bit of a slow start, but ends up, as you can see there, 8 of 20, 5 of 13 from 3, 6 of 6 in the line for 27 points. Um, I'm not much of a plus-minus guy. There's so many different variables. I'm, I'm really surprised that people use plus-minus as any kind of a variable that people watch because you're on the court with so many different people, and it's not always your fault. I understand they want to track, you know, top uh, units and everything like that. I'm sure the Warriors use it plus minus and what their best units are and everything. But there's so many different things. When you use it for an individual, I think it's very flawed. But anyway, he's minus 12. Uh, you look at minus 27 for Clay, minus 26 for Looney, et cetera, uh, on down the line. I tend to think in just watching the game, analytics aside for a minute, 
Though what happens in when Steph first comes back is he's not ready to carry the team. Everybody kind of does a sigh of relief. Ah, oh, I can relax for a minute. Steph's back. And he wasn't back early. And they were down 20, and then they had to fight back, and they got back into this thing, as you can see. First quarter down 33-18. Second quarter, they come back 36-22. They had that third quarter that they had been doing, but that's at home. They get outscored 23-18, and they can't come back, and they lose. Uh, one of the big stories, obviously, look at Anthony Davis. He had 39 that's where at some point James Wiseman was going to be nice and would have come in handy. And I'm going to quit bitching about James Wiseman in the trade. It's going to look terrible. And then as you can see there, Kaminga only plays 13 minutes. It's inexplicable to me. Even if he doesn't play well, I'd rather have him play. Um, he's much better than Anthony Lamb, who I'm not a fan of. He's better than Jamichael Green, who I'm not a fan of. Um, these guys, uh, in Green's case, he's bounced around the league, a bunch of one-year contracts, and you can see why he's just very hit and miss. Uh, I'm not a big Anthony Lamb guy. I know what Steve Kerr said after the game. He said he pulls a lot of our lineups together. Uh, these guys are, are getting close. They're going to have to decide what they do. Uh, uh, Ty Jerome is already a guy that they has hit his number as far as games played because they're on those two-way contracts. But Steph Curry comes back, back to the game itself. Steph Curry comes back, uh, can't carry the team early. He's got to get his rhythm under and finally hits a couple of shots. But I think everybody else kind of takes a deep breath. Dante DiVincenzo wasn't as effective as he normally is in his 37 minutes of action. He's one of those guys that, you know, Dante DiVincenzo at 20 minutes is a really nice player. Dante DiVincenzo at 37 minutes is not. And that, that's just, <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. Uh, Draymond Green played solid, re-injured his hand, goes 7-11 for 15 points. Kevon Looney had all sorts of trouble with Anthony Davis. That goes to me, back to James Wiseman, where, look, I get it. He wasn't going to develop. Was he going to slow down an Anthony Davis today? Nobody was going to give you size, and you're so undersized. And Looney's not going to be able to handle a guy like that. Not his fault. Klay uh, Thompson was just okay. And the thing is, and I'll never I, – I just can't figure this out for this season, and I just think it's the way it's going to be. Jordan Poole, when Steph Curry's not around, is like a mini version of Steph. And then Steph comes aboard – and he, I don't know what happens to him. I uh, played 28 minutes, 3 of 11, 3 of a 10 from 3. Uh, he just doesn't be able to be he, – he doesn't seem to be able to just embrace that role, and I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's going to take an entire offseason. Maybe he's going to be able to, to play together. But it, you need the Jordan pull when Steph's not around, when Steph is around. So they go 113-105. They lose to the uh, Lakers. The thing that I find to be kind of – I'm not going to say comical, but funny about this whole thing and reading pieces like Marcus Thompson's, which is very well done tonight in The Athletic. Nobody seems to be panicking because if you look at the standings, which I can flash up here, if you look at the standings, they're still fifth in the West. And I I, I go back and forth on this whole thing when it comes to the to the Warriors. As you look at the standings right there, as you look, as you look at them still in the, in the five-hole at 34 and 31, Phoenix is starting to play well with Kevin Durant. I watched that game. We'll get into it in a second. They beat Dallas, and they're 36-29. And, and and Durant just looks so comfortable and so smooth for them. They're just going to be really difficult to beat. Uh, Sacramento got beat by Minnesota. I watched some of that game over the weekend. Memphis, we'll get into the John Morant thing. A lot happened over the weekend. And Denver just kind of keeps cruising along. I give Minnesota a ton of credit at six. Cat, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't been around. Rudy Gobert hasn't been around yet. They're sticking right there. Dallas still hasn't figured it out. The dynamic between Luka and uh, Kyrie and Luka was very frustrated today by the Suns, uh, certainly at times. The Clippers uh, struggling with Russell Westbrook as they're now at 500. This thing changes all the time. And then really, New Orleans, I, don't, I, I just can't see it after watching them the other night. They just don't have enough. 
Uh, Utah, admirable that they've been able to stay in it like this. They're three under. Uh, they traded some key pieces. I, I like what Laurie Markkinen has done. And then I just go all the, I just go to the Lakers right there at the end. Because if LeBron, if they can hang, and this is why this kind of a game is a bad loss for the Warriors, because if they can just hang while LeBron is gone and stay around there and get into the playoffs, you can, as you can see, they're right there. They're tied with Utah for that 10 spot. If they can just get in, they can be a pain in the ass to somebody. So that's kind of what's, what's going on right now. As far as the Warriors, nobody seems to be panicking. They lost again today uh, on the road, as I said. That's now 7-24 and on the road, 27-7 at home. And uh, honestly, it's inexplicable where the same thing happened that has been happening really all season long. Late game execution wasn't around for a team like this. When you're talking about getting Steph back and you have Draymond Green and you have Klay Thompson and Iguodala's back on the court and Kevon Looney, these guys have won championships. And for some reason, they can't win on the road. Late game execution, defense isn't the same, intensity isn't the same, and I don't know what it's going to take because now there's 17 games remaining in the season. That's 65 down, 17 to go. And at what point do they say, man, we really better turn it on defensively? Because defense is just effort and want to. I mean, it just is. Now, when Anthony Davis is, is opposite you, and he's got the kind of size he has, okay, it's a little bit different. But, you know, it's it, they've thrown a bunch of junky defenses at guys. Nobody else really on the court for me was doing anything for the Lakers that scared me. And yet, Anthony Davis just kept crushing them and crushing them and crushing them. And if that's the case, come playoff time, and I don't think you can flip a switch for this because they just don't have the size. And I'm not even talking about DeAndre Ayton. I'm just watching the Suns with Durant. But, I mean, Ayton is a guy. Uh, you look at Denver, obviously, with Jokic. He's not more of a – he's not a power guy. But, I mean, there's some teams that are going to give you trouble with size in the Western Conference. And if you can't handle Anthony Davis and can't handle Lakers without LeBron James, that's not a good sign. Now, I'm not going to overreact because nobody seems to. And everybody thinks in these final 17 games, and we keep saying with 25, they're going to do it. With 15, they're going to – with 17, they're going to do it. Whatever the case may be. But uh, they just – they did what they normally do. They got off to a slow start, which, again, to me blows my mind because you need to be focused, going, ready, hit it. And they didn't. Uh, Late game execution, lack of defensive intensity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've said these things a million times throughout the year but nobody seems to be panicking. And here's where I kind of struggle myself with this whole thing is, as I watch the game today, and I'll put up and we'll play the win-loss game in a second, as I watch the game today, and I'd love your comments on this, at John Lund Radio, hit me up on the chat, or you can uh, hit me up later if you're watching the uh, broadcast later, if you're listening to the podcast. What's your confidence level that they can flip some sort of a switch and fix all these things? If they had one thing to fix, I could I could see it. If they had two things to fix, I could see it. But what's... Where my concern lies for the Warriors, and, and this isn't just if you get to the Western Conference Finals, you get to the second round. That's that's not where the Warriors are. This is every single year championship or bust. And I'm watching Phoenix, and they've only had Kevin Durant for a few games, but he is so talented, as we know, it just doesn't take very much. And Chris Paul is really not playing great basketball right now, and they don't have much of a, of a bench. Dallas, I don't know what it ended up. I didn't look at the box before I came on the broadcast today, but they were crushing Phoenix as far as bench points. Tim Hardaway was coming off the bench for Dallas and playing really well, especially in the first half. But Durant is so smooth and so unstoppable and will take what the defense gives him. He doesn't force threes. He's just be- His game has become so mature, and it was with the Warriors too. But he doesn't force anything. He knows from playing with the Warriors that the ball will come his way, and if it doesn't, he's okay with it because he's got guys like Booker 
and Aiton can make plays on the inside, but basically Aiton has become what you wanted Wiseman to be. He's a rebounder. He's a shot blocker. He's a presence. It's no big deal. He doesn't have to have a huge role. In the first half, he had nine or ten rebounds in watching that game. It just looks really easy right now for the Suns. So for the majority of the season, I was like, well, they'll flip a switch, and I don't see anybody the West in the West as I sit here and I say, okay, a playoff series, and this is what I mean by that. Okay, They don't beat the Lakers today, and they don't look great. That's happened throughout the season where they just haven't looked great against teams, but I, I keep going back to this, and I know what their road record is. We just flashed up the standings. I know what they've done in late-game execution during the regular season, but I keep thinking to myself, any of the teams that are – let me let me put the standings up again just to kind of remind ourselves of this, all right? Any of these teams in the West, Denver in a seven-game series, and they're going to beat the Warriors four times? Maybe. Memphis in a four in a seven-game series. Are they going to beat the Warriors four times? No back-to-backs? Adjustments, et cetera? Probably not. Sacramento, Warriors are going to win that series. Phoenix, eh. Warriors probably don't win that series. Minnesota, Dallas, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Jazz, the Lakers with LeBron. That would be really interesting. Phoenix is the only team, as you look at that thing, where I'd say absolutely they're going to beat the Warriors in a seven-game series. Denver's great. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at the record. They're 29-4 and four at home. Look at that 16-15 and 15 away. That's come playoff time, and maybe I'm 100% wrong on this. But come playoff time, for some weird reason, I think late-game execution is going to be fine. And I think the defensive intensity will be there. And I think that they'll get off to better starts. And I think that they'll win games on the road because that's what they always do in the playoffs. And so, unless there's a major injury, and I've said this all season long, I still have confidence in them. Now, before Phoenix got Kevin Durant, I looked at the Western Conference, and I respect Denver, but I thought to myself, Warriors can probably beat every team in the Western Conference in a seven-game series. I still think, what is it, 19 series in a row that they've won a road game at your place, and they're still really good at home. As long as they're healthy, I think the Warriors can beat anybody in the West, but I don't think they can beat Phoenix. I just, in watching just the first few games of Phoenix, and look, could Durant get hurt? I guess. He's been injured a lot. He's getting older. Could Devin Booker get hurt? Yeah, he's just coming off, I think it's a hamstring over the last few weeks. Can Chris Paul get hurt? Yeah, he's been hurt a lot. But if they're a healthy team, and I'm assuming everybody's healthy, and I don't know how much you've watched Phoenix. Give me your thoughts on it. Phoenix is really good. I just, Kevin Durant is fitting in seamlessly with the Suns, and I thought he would. Because he has the experience of the Warriors, and that's just how he's playing. So Phoenix is the best team in the Western Conference. And then over this schedule, and let's do this. Let's play the win-loss game. Because nobody seems to be panicking over the Warriors. Isn't it interesting? I'm reading everything. Marcus Thompson wrote a great piece in The Athletic that I referred to and basically just said, hey, steps back. Time to go. Even though they lost this game to the Lakers. And this is a game they shouldn't have lost. This is a game that LeBron James isn't around. This is a game that it's only Anthony Davis. I'm looking at their starting lineup, guys like Malik Beasley. And I mean, come on. You got to win that game. You got to come out better. You got to execute better late in the game. You got to care defensively. You couldn't do it. Uh, is, okay, you ready to play the win loss game now? You can tell me if I'm crazy on this whole thing. But the reason why, and look at all that. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, penmanship. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, the way I did that maybe it looks like an eight year old. I even did it with the W's in the green and the L's in the red. Gave you a little scratchy 9-8 and eight and a 43-39. That's the overall record. So 17 games remaining in the season. Uh, they play at Oklahoma City. I'm giving them a rare road win on Tuesday. 
Thursday at Memphis. I know that how they get up from Memphis. I don't think they're going to win that game, though. Uh, although, I will say that uh, not smart by Dylan Brooks calling out Draymond Green. So maybe they do win that game on Thursday. Saturday against Milwaukee. Milwaukee had their 16-game winning streak snapped by Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. The 76ers came back on Saturday night in that game and won. Phoenix and Kevin Durant, excited to see that game next Monday, but I just I don't think they're going to win it. The reason I, I they should beat the Clippers on the road on March 15th, but they don't win on the road. At Atlanta, I gave them a rare road win. I'm giving them a couple of benefits of the doubt here. Uh, Memphis again on the road on the 18th. They're going to probably split that now that I look back at it. Rockets win, doesn't matter where they play. At Mavericks, that's a questionable one because, like I said, Luka and... Kyrie have not, and that's that's just two dominant, that's two ball dominant players, and it takes a while. And plus, Kyrie's not going to back off. Luka isn't going to back off. That's not like the Durant situation. Uh, I gave him a win against the 76ers at home. Ugh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Timberwolves, I give him a win. Pelicans, I give him a win. San Antonio's horrible. At the Nuggets, that's a loss. They probably won't even play anybody, although that, that's not a back-to-back. Get into April, Oklahoma City home. This is when I think they should get going. Sacramento, that could be a win. And Portland probably won't play anybody. They'll be out of it by then. So that's 9-8 and eight and a 43-39. And that's about what kind of basketball they're playing, right? So I'm giving them a plus 500 in the last 17. That's 43-39. and 39. That's the win-loss game. Where am I wrong? Where am I right? What do you think? Give me your thoughts. At John Lund Radio. Okay, so again, keep that in mind, 9-8. and eight, And then let's go to the standings again. What does nine and eight get you? Again, it gets you forty-three and thirty-nine. So that's about where you are right now. A couple of more percentage points. So does that keep you in the five hole? Now the reason I think it does is because if you look at the teams below you, Minnesota is playing above their pay grade, I believe, until they get cat back at least. Uh, Dallas, I don't think, has enough time to figure it out by the end of the season. It's one of those situations where there's one basketball and two guys who are vying for it. The Clippers are, are very inconsistent because they don't get health from Kawhi or Paul George all the time, but they could make a bit of a run. Uh, Pelicans, Jazz, whatever, and then the Lakers. But I, I just I think the Warriors can stay in that five-hole. And if you're a Warriors fan, that's probably as good as you could expect. Phoenix, I think, is going to move up that, that ladder. I think Phoenix is going to be the three seed. I think Sac is going to be the four seed. Memphis, that's going to be an interesting one. Although, remember Memphis's record last year without John Moran. I don't have it off the top of my head, but it was good. They played well without John Moran, but they're going to be out with Dylan Brooks, I think, for a game two. Uh, Denver's just Denver. So Denver's going to be one. Memphis is going to be two. I think Phoenix is going to be three. Sack is going to be four. Warriors, five. I don't know where it goes from there. I can't believe Minnesota's going to, going to stay in the six. Look at how close that is. I think probably Clippers move up to six, maybe Mavericks seven, and then who knows? The, the, the Lakers are going to knock the Jazz or the Pelicans out of that spot. The Lakers are going to get a play-in spot. It's going to be really difficult. My point with the, with the Warriors is, and this is really all that matters, it doesn't matter if you're five or six, it matters that you stay out of seven. Because seven, eight, nine, ten becomes that play-in thing. You don't want anything to do with that. And the Warriors know that. So they'll stay motivated to stay out of that thing. So they're five or six. Now, as far as the Suns are concerned, the reason why it would be good if the Suns move up to three, then you don't have to deal with them in the first round. Get them on the other side of the bracket. And you know this, but I'll remind you, they don't reseed in the NBA playoffs. So if you're on one side of the bracket, you're on that side of the bracket. So if the Warriors stayed in the five and Phoenix went to the three, 
you'd get Sacramento in the first round with them having home court advantage. No, and I, I get this all the time at John Lund Radio. Oh, you hate the Kings. Oh, the Kings. I don't hate the Kings. I think it's great. I've said this a million times on the a podcast and the show. The most fun time is at the beginning when your team is starting to win again, and that's a loud arena, and I've been up to Golden 1, and it's really cool, and I'm glad for the fans because losing sucks year after year, and you get nothing for your return. It's like, you know, I, I invest, I invest, I invest, I invest, I invest, nothing. And that's what it's been like from being a Kings fan. So I'm, I'm glad that they're doing what they're doing. I got a lot of friends up there. It's great. But if you're logically speaking as a Suns or as, excuse me, as a Kings fan right now, you get a four or five matchup with the Warriors in the first round. Nice knowing you. I mean, great season. You got back to the playoffs. Great building. Warriors are going to win that series. Just a fact. So now they're on to the second round. And again, flash the standings up. And I'm not saying they're going to stay this way. But if you flash the standings back up there again, then if Sacks in the four, then you're in the five. You win that. Now you have to go up to Denver and you got to play in the one right away. Ugh. So you'd not, you'd like to not be in the four or five, but you got to be somewhere because you got to pay the penalty for being forty three and thirty nine. And I just told you when we played the win loss game. And if you're watching, if you're listening on the podcast, join the YouTube channel and you can see my wonderful writing in the win loss game. They're going to go nine and eight down the stretch. You're going to be penalized for that, which means. You're going to have to, you don't want to play in the play in at the seven, but you got to play somebody and you'd love to be as high as the three. They're not getting up to the three, not with losses like today against the Lakers. You're not getting up to the three seat. So if you're a five, you just got to live with it. You want a championship with 53 wins from the three seed last year. They're probably going to be a 43 win team this year, which is ridiculous for as much talent as the Warriors have. They just not winning on the road, late game execution, a lot of games just meh, going through the motions, not having the intensity needed, especially right out of the gate. Can all those things be fixed by the playoffs? It's a lot to ask. But if they got, if they had a road of Sacramento, Denver, Phoenix, if they could get that far, how would you feel about that? Uh, I think they'd get by Sacramento. I think it'd be a hell of a tough series against Denver, maybe a seven-gamer. Be tough to win up in that, but again, no back-to-backs. I wouldn't count them out of it. But if they come up come up against Phoenix, which I think would be a hell of a Western Conference Finals, I just think it'd be too tough to to, to beat Durant. And again, I'm just I'm looking at that whole thing, and they don't have much of a bench. I will say, Josh Kogi was taking too many shots today. There were a few different. They got a a couple of um, Ish Wainwright hit a couple of threes late for Phoenix in the second half that helped them out, but. Uh, Durant is just playing such confident basketball. Uh, Booker is playing great. Paul's not playing great. All three of those guys, by the way, are injuries waiting to happen. I'm just saying. So if, if maybe you're thinking to yourself, hey, may, what about this? They, I guess they could. But that's the way the Western Conference is looking right now as far as that goes and the Lakers having a, uh, having a going. Hey, Benny, what's going on, man? I'm, I'm doing tremendous on a Sunday. I had an amazing weekend. I hope you did too. Absolutely great. The weather cooperated. It was nice to get outside a little bit. Hopefully, we'll continue to uh, to get that going. I was just flashing some things up on the screen. I'll do it again. I played the win-loss game. We looked at the standings. We looked at the uh, Warriors losing to the Lakers today, looking at that box score. And again, what I'm seeing is generally the reaction is, hey, pretty positive. You know, okay, they lost today, but the reality of it is is that they got Steph back. And Steph is going to Steph. Got off to a slow start, 8 of 20, 27 points. Uh, most of it later, Draymond Green stepped up a little bit, 15 points, despite the injury, knew it was so important to come back. 
concerns to me long-term. I don't know what's going on with late-game execution. They still can't. In the playoffs, is that going to be fixed? I would imagine. Uh, would the playoff intensity help the defense? I would imagine. Are they going to continue to go on the road like they are, 7-24? and 24? They've won 19, consec- in 19 consecutive series. They've won a road game. Is that going to continue? I wouldn't think that would continue. I think they would start winning road games, right? I mean, wouldn't you think? They fix this all up. Anyway, that's you know, it's a bad loss. Anthony Davis gets you the gets the thirty nine points for the Lakers. I think it's a you know, I wouldn't call it a devastating loss because again, let's hit the standings. You look at the standings, there they are. They're sitting in the five hole. And if you told me at the end of the season they'd be in the five hole to end the season, I'd be all right with that. I'd be all right with that because I think Phoenix is gonna move to the three. I think they're just playing they're just playing confident basketball. I don't know what they're gonna do at the end of the season. If you're Phoenix, do you care? Do you care that you move up? I mean, most teams now, and this is why the uh, why the West is so jumbled up. Most teams now, it's like I know Denver's on pace. You know they're going to win sixty something games. That's fine, do whatever. But it's not about that. Um, I think that if you look down from Denver, Memphis, the Warriors can beat. Sac, the Warriors can beat. Any of the teams behind them, they can beat in a series. Uh, the Lakers be interesting. I think they're going to get in. But I look at Phoenix right now, 36-29. and 29, They're starting to roll a little bit. There's still three games in the loss column behind Sacramento, but I just I see Kevin Durant and the Suns moving up to the three. And that's good news for the Warriors because if Sacramento stayed in the four hole and it was a 4-5 matchup in that first round, I'd feel pretty good about uh, the Warriors' chances in that kind of a series. It's an inexperienced Sacramento team. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the league, although offensively they're the best or one of the best in the league. So that's what the standings look like at this point. And then I'll throw up win-loss one more time. There's my scraggly win-loss. I think 9-8 and eight the rest of the way. And I gave them some benefits of the doubt. You'll look at those that four in a row at Memphis, Milwaukee, Phoenix, at the Clippers, and you'll go, what? bro. But they don't win on the road. I can't give them the benefit of the doubt. They're 7-24 on the road. Are they going to all of a sudden just flip the switch and, and become a great road team? I mean, I've been waiting all season long, and I've been waiting all season long, and I'm, I'm going, come on, man. Like, they're really, they're, they can't be this bad on the road, but they have been. So I gave them a 9 and 8, which is 43 and 39. Give me your thoughts on that. What do you think? Better, worse? Give me your thoughts. All right, so that's the Warriors side of the story. Talked about the Suns. They look good against the uh, Mavericks. Kevin Durant early in that game just could not miss. And I think they've, they've already got rid of them and they're just going to get better. They don't care who scores. Devin Booker looked really good. Chris Paul isn't looking great, but I think that he's the one kind of making, you know, more of the, Okay, I'll pull back a little bit. And so he's kind of just trying to figure it out. But they're just going to get better. And they look pretty good so far. So that's the NBA stuff. Uh, Later on in the week, I'll give you some combine stuff because I did sit around. And I I don't watch the combine right away. What I do is I just kind of DVR it. And then I watch through the guys that I want to watch through. And I realize where the 49ers are picking. They're not picking in the first round. They're not going to trade up to the first round. So what's the point? So we'll get into a little bit of a combine talk as the week goes on. Uh, free agency, let's say the 5th. So we're about, well, we're a week from tomorrow away from the heavy petting portion, which is Adam Schefter and all the insiders in the NFL, but mostly Schefter will come out and he'll tell you who they're signing with before they're even signing. So to me, there's more in that than there is in the draft. But I did uh, mark a few guys that I thought were really or could be targets of the 49ers, but it's really hard. Like the 49ers you know, or picking 15 or 20 or 25, you start going, okay, they need a right tackle. They need an edge guy. They need a defensive tackle. They might need a corner. Like, you start honing in because you know what kind of guys the 49ers like, right? 
you know what traits they like in a player. And you start saying to yourself, okay, these are the guys. When you pick at 100, there's just no point. Now, I can tell you, here's some guys who might be around, but I'd be throwing, you know, darts on a dartboard. But I sat there and I watched all this stuff all weekend long because this is what I do. I'm a dork. And it was nice weather, so I had to go out, and then I DVR'd and I watched it back. So we got that. Uh, Giant spring training. Still getting used to the pitching clock, but enjoyed listening to Joe Rizzo and, and John Miller on KNBR. And Joe Rizzo does such a great job. You guys should, you should listen because Joe knows all the minor leaguers, and so there's a bunch of guys that played for the San Jose Giants, and it was just really cool. And then John's asking him, and it's just great to hear baseball on the radio. And we are, what are we, 25 days away from – Opening day at Yankee Stadium. How cool is that? 25 days for uh, opening day at Yankee Stadium. So we're getting closer and closer as far as the Giants. I, I don't know if, if, if you're new to listening to the show or listening to the podcast. I don't put any, uh, any credence whatsoever, any credit whatsoever into spring training numbers. I, I just don't. The only thing you worry about is injuries. So when the Dodgers lose Gavin Lux like they did last week, that's a big deal. But until unless somebody's injured, I don't even think about it. You know, I don't care if a guy's 0 for 20. I mean, I guess it matters if Joey Bart looks really good. But, you know, it, it, because Joey Bart hits 500, it's more about, you know, what's Joey Bart doing because there's going to be more stolen bases. How much confidence does the staff have in him? And from what I've heard so far, that's going to be Joey Bart's job. It's sort of that. There's a couple of jobs available. They're pretty well set. Unless there's an injury, that's the only time I really pay attention to spring training. But we'll keep you up to date on everything as we get closer and closer to spring training. And, oh, by the way, uh, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after that, I am going down to spring training for a couple of days to shake hands and kiss babies the weekend of the 17th, uh, St. Patrick's Day. So I'll keep I'll give you a live update. We'll do live broadcasts and everything like that from spring training at, uh, at Scottsdale Stadium. That's in a couple of weeks. All right, any thoughts, any questions, any comments? That is the uh, chat for tonight. Any questions, comments, thoughts, at John Lund Radio on Twitter. Hit me up if you're uh, watching the, the uh, chat later. Hit me up in the comments, and I'll make sure on the YouTube channel to get back to you if you're listening on the podcast. Remember, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, listen there as well. And listen to my KNBR show with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa, weekdays, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And we'll be back tomorrow for the Friday, or excuse me, for the Monday edition of that. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for hanging out. We always appreciate it. It is Unleashed with me, John Lund from KNBR Radio in San Francisco, Barry of Sports Talk. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network.